2019 polls can Mamta Banerjee emerge as both kingmaker and king this election season is witnessing an interesting paradox this is primarily because there are two distinct narratives that are emerging from public domain it's however not the regular congress versus bjp or modi versus rahul narrative so what are we talking about the stark contrast between credible ground reportage versus the opinion polls that are doing the rounds on tv news while the opinion polls are by and large giving a clear edge to the bjp ground reports suggest otherwise from western up to vidarbh rural mp to chatisgarh and jharkhand across states there seems to be a tide against the bjp and its allies while it is certain that the ruling bjp will lose a substantial chunk of seats the majority of its allies such as sena JDU, Akali Dal, AIADMK are likely to lose more. Given the past track record, it is safe to assume that ground reports are mostly more credible than opinion polls, which always tend to overestimate the fortunes of the ruling party. If trends hold, then a non-BJP government is very much possible post 23 May. If such a scenario were to arise, then who would be the front runner as the PM choice? The number of seats the Congress wins in this election will ultimately decide who gets to become the Prime Minister post 23 May. In the event of the Modi-led NDA not securing the required majority, even by conservative estimates, the Congress is estimated to win at least a hundred seats. This comes from two school of thoughts. While the opinion polls are giving it between seventy to hundred seats, ground reports are projecting somewhere between hundred and ten to hundred and forty seats. In such a scenario, the United Progressive Alliance, led by Congress with its existing allies, should at least be around one sixty to one eighty seats. These include allies such as DMK in Tamil Nadu, RJD in Bihar, NCP in Maharashtra, and JMM in Jharkhand, etc. So we are staring at two possibilities. In the first scenario, if the Congress manages to win between 135 to 150 seats, then it will have one of their own as the Prime Minister. Whether it will be Rahul Gandhi or some other consensus nominee is a discussion for another day. On the other hand, if it fails to secure the required numbers and is under 125 seats, then the going might get tough for them. This will require them to look for another potential allies beyond the folds of the UPA. That's when the role of various regional players as kingmakers will come into play. Interestingly, this election seems to be the most regional party friendly. At the same time, the NDA allies like Shiv Sena, Akali Dal, AIDMK, JDU are expected to lose more seats than the BJP, owing to their massive unpopularity in the respective states. UPA allies such as DMK, RJD, JMM, NCP, etc., are expected to contribute significantly to the alliance tally. Many political observers believe that the BJP has ceded more seats to its allies, primarily in Maharashtra and Bihar. where they would have got more seats if they fought alone however it is the parties outside the folds of the NDA and UPA who will play a decisive role in forming the next government at the center these include the TMC in West Bengal 30 to 35 seats the SP BSP RLD led Mahagathbandhan in UP 30 to 45 seats TRS in Telangana 12 to 15 seats YSRCP in Andhra Pradesh 12 to 17 seats BJD in Orissa 15 to 18 seats left front 10 to 15 seats and other smaller regional part left front 10 to 15 seats and other smaller regional players while the likes of tmc mgb tdp left front will be more inclined towards supporting the upa others like trs ysrcp bjd etc might end up supporting the nda however the catch here is that if the bjp gets below 200 seats on its own then even the combined seats of its potential allies will not be more than 45 seats which won't be sufficient to cross the magic figure to surpass the majority with each passing day this process seems inevitable 
This while Prime Minister Modi is trying hard to terrorize the electorate with such a scenario terming it Mahamilawat. But if you think deeply, there can't be more democratic way of choosing the Prime Minister in a federal democracy. A trust of strong state leaders coming together to choose a consensus candidate is an excellent proposition. It makes up for enough checks and balances to avoid disastrous policies such as demonetization. Although a general voter might think that there are a dozen leaders eyeing the PM chair, in reality, there aren't enough options. From the south, Stalin is still waiting to become the chief minister of Tamil Nadu. Ezi Devegaoda is aging. Pinari Vijayan is not in the race. Neither are Chandrababu Naidu and KCR, considering the individual seat strength in the parliament isn't that high. The north of India is dominated by either Congress or BJP CMs. The northeast doesn't stand a chance, so this primary leaves us with three options. Sharad Prava from NCP, Mayavati from MGB and Mamta Banerjee from TMC. Among these, Sharad Pawar too is aging and is vying for the president's chair. As per Mayavati, although MGV will lobby hard, it will eventually have to settle for allyship mostly from the outside. This is mainly because it will be nearly impossible to get a consensus on her candidature. For all regional parties including Congress, this leaves us with only one definitive choice, West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee. This might sound like a daydream, but there are very strong reasons as to why this could be a real possibility post 23rd May, when the results are announced. Firstly, after Congress and BJP, barring the MGP, the Mamata Banerjee-led AITC is projected as having the highest number of seats. Even in the outgoing Lok Sabha, it is the third largest party. This makes them an extremely strong bloc in an alliance. Secondly, after Sharad Pawar, she is the only leader who can attract maximum regional leaders as potential allies. This includes parties like TRS, YSRCP, BJD and many others. This will make sure that they have enough numbers to achieve a majority. In her defence, she might prove to be an excellent choice as PM given her illustrious public service record. She is not only a two-time Chief Minister but is also a two-time Union Minister of Railways, first woman to hold that position, besides also being the first female Union Minister of Coal and the Minister of State for Human Resource Development, Youth Affairs, Sportswomen and Child Development in the Cabinet. The firebrand leader pulled off a landslide victory in 2011 for TMC. Congress Alliance in West Bengal defeating the 34-year-old Communist Party of India Marxist-led left-front government, the world's longest-serving democratically elected communist government. This is no mean feat. Mamta Banji was also named as one of the 12 most influential people in the world in 2012 by Time magazine. Of course, this proposition is based on a lot of permutations and combinations, but come 23rd May, we might be in for a real surprise. Thus, the game of thrones for the general election is now wide open. In case the electorate actually throws up a fractured mandate, Didi might well turn out to be both kingmaker as well as king. Bishal Paul is an author, screenwriter, filmmaker and entrepreneur. He tweets as Adirate Bui Speaks. This is an opinion piece and the views expressed above are the author's own. The Queen neither endorses nor is responsible for the same.